Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five comments on, or thoughts on Tony Petiti's comments that uh, he made to Adam Rittenberg, who we had on the show earlier. If you missed that, uh, it is available on the channel, so go watch it. But um, this was, to me, a very um, interesting um, you know, interview he gave when you think about the big picture that he's trying to go at. Number five, how do the other conferences, like the Big 12, the ACC, match this plan? So if he has got... The D, he and the SEC, let's just say they're both going to do this, have the deeper two leagues, and their television broadcasts are going to be the powerful ones in November. How did the other, like, what's going to happen to the Big 12 when they just can't do that, or the ACC can't do that? I mean, I think the answer might be kind of obvious, but that is something I think they need to be working on to make sure that their November games are as intriguing as the other ones and sell that as hard as they can. I know it's difficult, but... That is something I thought like, okay, well, you know, you could always kind of count on in the old days, like there were going to be some games that you were going to get better ratings on because the big leads, you know, Alabama might be playing Vanderbilt. So like you might get some of the viewers normally be watching an Alabama game because they know Alabama's going to win. Well, now if Michigan is playing Oregon and Alabama's playing LSU and Ohio State's playing USC and all that's happening on the same day, and you're saying, like, look, we've got a, um, 
an eight and two Kansas State game team against a seven and three Iowa State team can you really match that even though those games might be just as good not unless you're talking about the fan bases who care about the other game you're talking about uh, it, 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 you're gonna have to be a highly ranked those are alphas those are the games I'll watch I'll keep up with four or five at a time I'll flip back and forth but yeah that's going to be a challenge yeah we had a comment I wanted to, to circle back to I, I saw it in passing so I think maybe you went back and forth with the guy but uh, we we're talking about the the schedules and all that and, and I guess he was an SEC fan and was asking the question of well why is it a problem for the SEC to do what works best for them yeah why would they not why yeah why not and yeah the misunderstanding was on your part because nobody ever said that they shouldn't do what's best for them and in fact everybody should do what is is best for them um i think the the issue that we were talking about was to every year say well we don't play as many conference games because our, our, we're just tougher is a lame-ass excuse it's that's what we're saying is that's just a flimsy excuse to use every single year for 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 that question i i think that everybody playing the same amount of conference games just makes logical sense but to say, well, like, yeah, you all do that, but we're going to do it this way. If you want to do it that way because that's the way you want to do it, just say that. But don't say it's because it's too tough. That just doesn't ring true to me. But uh, as far, I wanted to just get to that. But, Paul, I, I don't think you do. I mean, yeah. there, there's nothing that you can do. I mean, at some point we have to be realistic and say the Big 12 or the ACC, although the ACC can throw Florida State and Miami there at the end of the year or Clemson and Florida State – and they can still have some of those matchups. The Big 12 is just going to have to hope that somehow they stumble onto the right combination that it just turns out those two schools happen to be really good. Like Texas Tech and Oklahoma State ends up being some game in November that you lucked into that being two undefeated teams somehow or something. But outside of that, um, you can put the most watched brands on against each other, but that's not necessarily going to generate that rivalry heat that adds extra viewers or, or extra interest. So, yeah, you're just going to have to kind of – uh, hope that it works out in a way where there are big time matchups uh, going down the, the stretch run because you can't just put two brands together and guarantee there's going to be three million viewers for a late November game, much less five or six or seven or ten if it's the right matchup, and you also have the right circumstances surrounding it. So they're not going to be able to to have an answer for every question. They're not going to be able to keep pace uh, monetarily. We know that. So um, how do you best? Uh, attempt to match it without probably being able to match them in every single way. Yeah, I, I don't know how you do that, but I'm sure that's what your Mark and them are trying to figure out. Yeah, absolutely. Number four, more week one bangers. Look, because if you're going to push some of your, you know, uh, lesser conference games into the early part of the season, and then you're going to push some of the better ones later and try to, to ske- move the schedule that way, then that means that your non-conference bangers might not get to be in week two or three. They might have to be in week one, which might mean the opening week of the college football season is not so as peppered as like you might have a, you know, an FSU, LSU, and, you know, a couple others, and then a bunch of people playing their FCS opponent or one of their lower-ranked opponents, the bangers might all be pushed to week one to maybe make the kickoff event of college football that much bigger. Because, again, if you're talking about TV eyes and getting people excited, if you're kind of telling them, like, the middle of the year might be a little up and down, but the front and the back is going to be great, then I think that's, that might be what happens. Because if you're in the Big Ten and you're saying, like, look um, – Michigan and Oregon are not going to play on September 20th, but they are going to play on November 10th, which means that Michigan and 
Iowa, or, you know, that's probably the worst example, but Michigan and, and Purdue are going to play on September 20th. That means that, like, you're kind of mapping out, like, the, the worst games are going to be in September, at least TV-wise. I hope not, because I enjoy yeah, more no. than anything, obviously, the games as they head down the stretch in a conference. I love the good the big non-conference games in September. I enjoy that. That allows me to get kind of stoked up for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I, I wonder how, you know, that changes, if at all, moving forward, uh, because now you've suddenly got the, the reasoning of, well, now we've got uh, the, the conference is tougher than it's ever been, so we don't need to go schedule Georgia in the non-con. Yeah. Or will Georgia have interest maybe to go play uh, USC in the non-con because they've got nine SEC games here in two years to play and that will be enough for them yeah the the non-cons will be very interesting to see how much that changes if at all um as as schedules and conferences uh start to to change up but um yeah i guess i guess what's your your premise here is they're going to put more games in week one that are like their non-conference bangers have to be maybe pushed to week one or earlier than they were like they probably can't put them september 20th because you're putting all of your conference tough ones. If he's saying November is going to be the toughest month, then that means that September you're going to have to maybe, if you have those big ones, play them a little bit even earlier, like two weeks earlier. You you're can't, talking about non-conference? That's yeah. when they would be played. Well, not necessarily. You're not going to have those like two games before you get the tough one. You know, like the the toughest one. Like if Alabama and Texas, Texas I'm is not going to get to play Wyoming in week one. They're going to have to play Michigan in week one as opposed to letting your FCS part of your schedule play out and then getting that one to warm up. Like they're going to really have to push the first part of the season because they're kind of acknowledging that once you get into the conference season, late September and October, those are going to be the, the middle ranked games. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think, I don't really know that it needs to change very much from what it is. I don't think it makes a difference if LSU and Florida state play in week one or they play in week three and then go into their conference schedules. I, I just don't know that that makes all that much of a difference in, in the bigger picture. So um, I think it'd just be great in general to have better matchups in week one just for the television audience to get excited about college football. But I think you're going to have to spread this thing out. You're not going to want to and, – and I took his conference or his, his comments differently. I didn't read that as, like, we're putting the murderer's row in November. I read that as they're just going to try to have a bunch of big games. That doesn't mean you're going to have, like, every big game in November. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just read that a little bit differently, that it's not going to be necessarily, like, back or bottom heavy um it's just going to be maybe tilt that way a little bit more so you have the the more potential for a tight race or big matchups at the very end but i don't think that that'll just be like jammed to the gills to where you're having to like scrounge for interest in in uh in week one or in that first month but i just think that there's math there that's gonna have to like if you're saying like we're gonna yeah but they're not gonna put like michigan versus penn state ohio state usc and oregon all in november no but like you are you are saying we're gonna take them out of some other months which means you gotta kind of fill it you know they're gonna take at least one out of those and, and move it where it may not have been you know, I mean, if you have that many good teams yeah. in your conference and you draw them, you got to play them sometime. Yeah. It's just the way the conference schedule. Yeah, I, just, I just don't think it needs to really change. I mean, I the, don't think typically you, can... you play three conf- non-conference games and then you play your schedule. I don't see why that would need to be any different. Um, there in, are some in, teams in that play a non-conference one. or play a conference yeah. game early, like next year. I saw there's a game in the Big Twelve. It's like the third week. I don't know. I you yeah. I, I don't. They really can't. The SEC pushes. One of four non-conference games back in November. 
Otherwise, you got to play most of them, if not all of them, in September. Well, that's the difference is they have that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else does. Everybody well, else is already doing this to where you're playing the three non-cons and then your nine conference games. But they do have that little that end of the season, you know, uh, difference that uh, changes it up a little bit. All right, I'm going to throw this out there, and this is just me thinking. Like, if you're creating a schedule for TV and you, like you said, wanted to make it more flow like the NFL, um, could there be some non-con games in midseason? Look, you're seeing UCF plays Florida in the middle of the year uh, this mm-hmm. this year. Um, could you see some of those if you're like, all right, well, if again, like I said, if you're going to backload the schedule a little bit more than you would, then you're trying to say like, all right, how do we ride this wave of television a little bit better? And again, I'll get to another point in a second about TV executives. But do you say like, you know what? What if instead of midseason, like, you know, we threw some of those non-con games in there. Maybe not a lot, but if you threw one in there, uh, because again, if you're trying to play to TV and you want to be like the NFL, I would compare it to the Chiefs and the Lions playing in week nine when, you know, that's a win on the schedule, but it does not affect their their actual conference race or their division race. But it still could be big if you had, you know, Texas and Ohio State playing in, in week seven, you know, that might be kind of interesting TV-wise in that it's going to affect the playoff. The Lions but- and Chiefs playing in week nine doesn't matter. Everybody's record in the NFL doesn't matter when you win a game or not. Oh, and it might not win matter as much now with the 12-team playoff. My point being, if you're building for television, you might spread these things out a little bit differently, and it might not work as the non-conference conference anymore. Like, that might be a little television nugget highlight to throw in there that, like, well, basketball, like, you know, basketball has those, like, you know, big twin SEC challenges that they'll throw in the middle. Something like that just to kind of hype up that the things have changed you've got a playoff coming yeah i don't really love that idea i mean it's fine when in certain teams do it um in you know like you mentioned with florida and, and ucf like that's cool i i wouldn't want to see that become regular I, like I, if you get into conference i want you to be in conference play mm-hmm. like the, you you got into conference and again the sec for example has like you play weber state uh you know in, in november and there there's those differences because they have the one less conference game but i don't think everybody else needs to to necessarily do that i think there might be some unique circumstances but i think the whole thing about getting television ratings is you don't need to move lsu fsu off of week one and put them in week seven to improve the week seven ratings because then what are you doing about week one mm. like i think there's enough games out there to spread it over 15 16 weeks uh and and have it be fine i mean it just won't be every network's got a banger every single week necessarily um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there, there are examples of this, but I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a, if you're getting a conference play, like let's see conference play. And I don't want to see that interrupted because you're playing Charlotte on November you know who would have, 7th. Well, and you haven't even talked about the teams that you play in non-conference. They're in conference too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got to make sure the Mountain West, American or whatever Sunbelt, they got to kind of cooperate with that. I, I think you're going to still see 85, 90% of the non-conference games last week in August, all throughout September, and then you just run through the Yeah, games. I'm just like, this was just me thinking like, okay, if you're really trying to mess with the schedule and make it more NFL-like, this is one of those things that you do. Yeah, but I, but, I mean, with the NFL, I mean, they don't play the three other teams in their division all at the back end of their schedule. Um, they do play like Cowboys, Redskins in week two or even Giants, Cowboys in week number one, but I just think it's a whole different thing because when you're you're in a conference with – you know, nine opponents um, versus these three teams that aren't involved that you don't play. That's a little bit different than just playing somebody from the AFC because you're still, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just I, view I, that a little I, bit I, differently. Man, this, yeah. is, this particular one is 
just giving me a headache. Oh, yeah. And look, and, and okay, number two, and I read into this a lot more, could help or hurt rivalry week. So, again, like, especially if you're talking about not like USC and UCLA playing the last week is not a problem. They're in the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State playing the last week, not a problem. But when you talk about Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, like, you know, those things, and this is not the Big Ten, but, like, this is the SEC. If they start following concurrent scheduling models, then you might, and they've talked about it, like some of the coaches have talked about moving those games off of the last week of the season anyway because they are non-conference games and you have a, a, a conference championship more than likely coming up the week after. And so they, they, they maybe don't like it and whatever, play a conference game right at the end. But uh, I wonder if it, you know, the conferences that are the Big Ten, the SEC can push this. But if you have that cross-conference rivalry, if eventually the TV networks go, oh, well, you know, we want this. This is more playoff-centric. But don't those those non- Sometimes. Don't those games, Georgia, Georgia Tech, or Florida, Florida. They Miami, get great ratings. They, they get good numbers. So, like, they're good. Reason. But I do yeah. wonder, like, I think it's going to help rivalry week in that, for the most part, you're going to have that, like, everything's tilted towards the playoff at the end. But, like, the ones that maybe are routinely not, can, especially if they're cross-conference and one of those conferences is not the Big Ten or the SEC, could get moved to a random time, like yeah. early in the season. If the networks want them to move it, they're yeah. going to move it. Like, if it's not affecting the playoff, then they're like, this is just interfering in what our plan is. Right. So, that's it. Number one. TV executives make TV decisions. And that's what Tony Petiti is. He's a TV executive. And so when I hear him talking about this, it's almost like I'm reading a book about a classic sitcom that had a walk-on character that was supposed to be in two episodes and everybody loved him. And they're like, oh, we're going to put the mailman in all the time. And I know that it's not as haphazard as that, but when you think about it in TV realms, there's nothing that they won't try to try to make things. So when you hear these things, and like the reason I, I even brought all this up was, the whole time I'm listening, like reading this article and thinking about what he's saying is I'm hearing a TV executive trying to create a TV program. I'm not, I'm not hearing a guy necessarily concerned about fans and the college football as a whole. I hear a TV executive making TV decisions. That's what I hear. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I didn't look into it as deeply as, as that, um, but I can see where you're coming from with that. And I, I just think there's so much unknown right now, but it's, it's more than fair to assume that that could be you know what's kind of uh going on with a guy like Petiti. i mean the, the, but the, the point of your your statement here if tv execs make tv decisions is is yeah true and the tv execs are running college football so um what they want at the end i think is just the, the clearest thing that we could say is yeah tv execs are the one and ch- ones in charge basically at this point it appears at least that's the way it comes across and so yeah whatever ends up happening with rivalry week or uh, with non-conference games or any of the other things that you mentioned here, I'm sure the athletic directors and presidents will have some say, but ultimately ABC and ESPN and CBS and NBC and Fox and all those outlets are going to be the ones that uh, that make these decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we, we know at this point. Which is why we have such a mess, or at least not so much, you could say a mess, but that's why we have so much of the change in college football conferences and realignment. Yep. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Uh, Garrett, thank you. Jack McKenzie. Emery Winters working on 365 Sports tonight, which will be tonight as every weeknight at 1030 on the CW. Uh, Back at it again tomorrow. Matt Brown on EA Sports' launch from that. And also, who is fighting for FCS in Division III when it comes to the future of college football and more? We'll have tomorrow. Grayson Grunhafer will join us for Craig Smoke and Paul Catalina. For our great sponsors, thank you to those in the chat. I'm about to contact the winner 
on that night, Saturday night, at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame for that Texas um, whiskey event. And we'll do that here in just a moment. I'm David Smoke. Good night. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.